We forgot to do an intro. Here's your podcast. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins. Straight thugging, living the dream. And that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head to make you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or magic being cynical. Muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9-11? Uh, before we go any further, quick two-minute apology and announcement, and then I don't want to speak about it again. And uh, then it's going to be the pretending to be fine podcast. Yep. Uh, yesterday, we had to cancel the show in Aberdeen uh, because there was a colossal fuck-up uh, on our end, and by our end, I mean from my tuning company and my management. Uh, this was completely and utterly avoidable. Uh, but it was not avoided because people were trying to save face and it meant there were a bunch of people in Aberdeen standing outside waiting for us to gig while we were sat on a tarmac in London. Um, and we're very sorry to all the people that couldn't get tickets. We have rescheduled. Uh, I think we're going to try and go for uh, January the 28th. Uh, we're very sorry. Um, if it makes you feel any better, I am still filled with a seething white-hot rage uh, for two individuals. Um, who are supposed to have our best interests at heart and our it, fans' best interests? No, 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 no. I don't. It's not a discussion. This is a statement. No, no. I'm, I'm joining. Well, go on. You make your, you make your statement. Um, and it, it only happened to you. All right, but it's. But I don't want to get into. It. We've had too many podcasts in the past where it's just us all ranting right. and bitching, and it's not good content. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry to the people of Aberdeen. It shouldn't have happened, and I would love to say it won't happen again. Um, and I can assure you, it won't happen again because if it does happen again, several people are fired. I think uh, people people will be able to relate that work in jobs where there's like an office upstairs where you go, all oh, right, the people that are at the spreadsheet aren't really thinking about the people on the ground. No, that's not people that they're playing with. And you think with an industry like this, it would be a little bit more people who are supposed per- to have a little bit more personal. People, people who are supposed to have your back and are supposed to care about uh, your your well being and your mental health, actively and consistently making decisions that directly affect those things. Uh, uh, there was a couple of things to play, like, uh, to, to not whinge too much. We, uh, we started the UK tour immediately after getting back off the USA tour, so it was already off to a bad start because we're, we're just getting a taste of being back home. In fact, just enough to do our laundry. Yep. And um, it was like, I would have probably been better off for it psychologically if we'd just powered through. Mm. Well, I mean... You look- get a little taste of home. Like, I went back, I had a welcome home party. My me, me wife, she put a um, hot tub, she hired a hot tub, hot tub for us. We had all kinds in for cocktails, we had a belt of time. And that was welcome home. And then I was just gone again after two two days. Uh, your Mac's about to run out of battery. Oh, is it not plugged in? Oh, shit. Um, also, like, to move on from this... You've just, <laughs> this, is, this is the technical difficulties we have today. Uh, if anybody's watching this on YouTube, uh, you're going to get to see me keep getting up and wiping the lens of the camera. Yep. This is because yesterday when I went off, the day before yesterday when I went off to, uh, on tour out of Brighton, mm-hmm. um, I put all the podcast stuff in the boot of the car so Natalie could bring it here without having to lump it in. Aye. Um, obviously, we've just had the coldest weather this winter. Yep. So all the stuff's been freezing cold in the boot of my car, right? And I've set up straight after you've been on the peloton just over there. I went for a rage ride this morning. He had a rage ride and sweated out a fraction of the anger that he's feeling. Yep. And um, that's still floating in the air right now. And when I set up all the cold tech, it's all, feel it, it's all sopping wet. 
Oh, <laughs> it's a bit better now, actually. But the camera lens <laughs> keeps steaming up. So if uh, if ever it gets like you're watching it through frosted glass, that's Daniel's um, that's Daniel's rage sweat. I sorry, we're, sorry, we're having a very very steamy podcast. Uh, now that I'm not as done. The pro- yep, the professionals, the professionals who know they fucked up, know they fucked up. Uh, they are allegedly sorry, um, and we will find out whether that's true based on their actions in the future. Um, in order to change the subject, I have a very important question for you. What do you think would be the most satisfying way to kill every member of American Airlines staff? Not necessarily efficient. It doesn't have to be efficient. Like We're not trying to like get rid of them across the board, wipe them off the face of the earth. What's like for you, for your soul, for your heart and for your mental health, what would be the most enjoyable way to kill every single one of them. Right. I think for every time they've been rude to someone, they get pricked with a pin. Oh, okay. So like death by a thousand cuts. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like by, yeah, but by it, 150,000 but pricks. But it, it's, it's, it's the self-harm of every time they've pricked somebody. Aye. And, they, and I can assure you, if you work for American Airlines, and even if it's just a small pin, you every single member of staff will bleed to death by the end of this. If your company fucks up, don't take joy in it. Aye. Don't take joy in the people you've fucked it up for's day being ruined. Um, I can't believe. It's a culture. This is, this is the thing. It's not just, you know how sometimes you can go, oh my God, fucking the staff at Minnesota are all fucking patronising, right? Yeah, you can do that got, with a Yeah, you can, they've right? got that Minnesota nice thing. Yeah. It's, like, it's like in Paris, right? They're, in Paris, they're like, we're just rude here. And you're like, all right, well, I'm, yeah. I'm not coming back then if that's your that, overriding personality trait. But I get it. You're a capital city and you're a capital city that a lot of tourists come to. I understand. I don't respect it, but I do understand. And it's your home. Right? Yeah. But that's that's the culture of a place. Yes. Right? That's the culture of a place. However, American Airlines have got a toxic culture within the ranks, and it doesn't matter if you're in a, like a place where everyone's hospitable, like New Orleans, the, the the culture within American Airlines is to treat you like a cunt. Man, you could be in the nicest part of America. We were in the South, and look, I know people have different opinions of the South. But it's the hospitality. The, they're, they're known for it. Yeah, Southern <laughs> hospitality, and we say this as two white men. So obviously it's different for us with accents. They love us. Southern hospitality is is really good. Like, I love going down south. People are so friendly. Hey, y'all, how y'all doing? Like, friendly smile, eye contact. And still, somehow, American Airlines just finds people who were abused as children, uh, were, were just have some sort of mental illness where they're like, you know that guy that had a tumour in his brain that made him fancy kids? Aye. Just Colin. one. <laughs> <laughs> one, that, they've just got all, some fucking tumour in their head that just makes them so angry. The thing that pisses me off most, right? So look, I get it. Like you're dealing with, you're dealing with so much staff every day and you're dealing with, you're not staff, you're dealing with so much of the public every day and you're not only that. And it probably is that. They're probably dealing with each other and they're probably really underpaid you're, and they probably hate the company they work for. But you're also dealing with the American public every day, and that's Karens, and that's all the other Americans. What really upsets me the most about it is, quick pop quiz, guys, what's, what's my favourite company in the entire world? British Airways. It's the greatest company in the world. I'm not even sponsored by British Airways, and uh, I will tell you right You're British, not even put off by the fact they're called British Airways. No, you're no. just like, okay, I'm going to give you that because you provide a good service, <laughs> they and are, if the rest of Britain was like that, I'd like Britain. They I'd are be the, a flag shagger. Man, even yesterday, during the fuck-up, like, British Airways, like, there was, we got to the terminal, we were trying to get a flight to Aberdeen, we knew there was going to be one leaving in 45 minutes, and there was a huge fucking queue at everything for a checkout. Kai runs past this lovely British Airways woman who can clearly see that he's flustered. Jaggling. 
J- Jackie, I, uh, he was like, we've, we need to get on this flight. We don't have a ticket for it. We're booked. And just getting a taxi from Southampton. We, like, we've got a, we've got a short tonight. I literally poured it on her. Which says right, and she went okay. She, she calmed just, me down. She calmed you, and she went okay. Very subtly, both of you. I'm not allowed to do this. Follow me and don't make a scene. And she cue cars all the way there. She sat down. She couldn't get on the phone to like the ticketing company. So instead, what she did, she knows she has a friend who works in ticketing BA. And she used and her she, personal mobile to phone this person and go, "Hey, I've got two lovely guys." And I'm just there going, "Give this woman every promotion in the world. Give her all of the money that ever exists." But this is just—it's just. It's just British Airways, they just... She tried to get us onto a flight that was about to take off in 25 minutes and she couldn't and she was gutted. Yeah, she was like, I'm, I'm, I'm really was, sorry. I, if you want, I can, tr- I can try and get you on the Glasgow flight and maybe you'll be able to like drive up. She was, she doing, was coming out with solutions. She, she couldn't have done more. She could uh-huh. not have done more. Jackie from British Airways, Heathrow Terminal 5. You're you the are, only good thing about our day yesterday. Yeah, you are a diamond. And also to all British Airways staff, thank you so much for being human beings and treating human beings like human beings. The fact that a British Airways are partnered with American Airlines is the difference between glitter and Gary Glitter. That's like one of them is like a fun thing that you bring out at children's parties and you decorate it as fun for everyone. And one is a pedophile that fucks children. Ruins children's parties. Like that's the fucking I cannot imagine two companies that belong less together other than like maybe PETA and a butchers. Like you're so your your goals are the opposite. British Airways goals is like let's get this done in the easiest and kindest way possible. And American Airlines is, you know what? I reckon if we keep pushing them, we can get a white guy to do 9-11. <laughs> I really, really fucking reckon if every single member of our staff are undereducated, horrible fucking staff are an, just an, cons- an atheist's going to hit the freedom tower. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's the only thing. I can, and by the way, if you work for American Airlines, I'm I'm not legally allowed to say end your life, but end your. But can we say it like as if it were the noise next door? End. Your. Life. There. <laughs> right? And this is what it's like as a partnership with British Airways and American Airlines. You know when one of your mates has just got a shit partner? Like one, one of your girls just brings a lad out with them that just gets into fights and causes trouble and can't, ha- can't handle two beers. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie's, Natalie's partner does my night. You know your mate abuses that plus one? Yes, And I. gets somebody invited to weddings and shit that shouldn't be there because they're not on the same level as your friendship group. Yeah. Yeah, that's what British Airways and American Airlines is. I just, I, it would be like you know, you go, hey, uh, you go to the cinema, right? You go and you go to like one of the the, the luxe cinemas where it's like the massage chairs, and you got like the you can order stuff to the table, and they come out with booze, and it's nice. It would be like turning up there, and they're like, hey, uh, unfortunately. Uh, the Luxor, it's just it's just close today. We can't we can't do it. But we're gonna we're gonna make you watch Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Yeah, what? But we're but we're gonna make you watch it on the back of a. We're gonna make you watch it on a meth addict's phone while he tries to sell you heroin <laughs> and tells you all of his business ideas. And you like, I just I cannot. Like it would be like it, right, it would be it would, here's what it is. It would be like me going in Aberdeen yesterday. Di- ladies and gentlemen, we're so sorry. Daniel's lost. His flight is grounded in in London. He can't get to Aberdeen. We know you were so fucking excited to see him, but sadly he's not here. So we've got the next best thing, Peter Kay. <laughs> <laughs> Some people would love that. 
Yeah, but not my fans. <laughs> that would really trim the herd for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe I should do that. Like, just go uh, do that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Peter Kay. And anyone that cheers, I'm like, security, those are out. Those aren't my fans. I don't want them to be my fans. Off you fucking pop. Garlic and bread, though. He's so shit. And he's a cunt. I just want everyone to know that. Peter Kay, notoriously, one of the most known facts about him on the circuit Ste- is that he is a horrific human being to everyone he works with. Steals his friend's material. Steals his friend's material, steals his friend's work. Uh, just, a, just a big, big bastard of a man. And not funny to boot. Again, he's got it all, but he's all a grafter. Right. That James Corden ethic, that capitalism. Oh, well, I mean, James Corden's another one. So, so, so have we spoken about the graft enough? Have we spoken about the James Corden Reddit uh, AMA? I don't know. Before. I don't know what that means. You know, so, you, so you know on Reddit, the you know Reddit. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. uh, you're aware of it. Yeah, I feel like I'm a bit of a boomer when it comes to Reddit. I'm, Reddit was cool. It, it's a, it's a, Reddit was cool, and I say that in air quotes because it was never cool, but it was popular. Like. Seven to ten years ago, you with know, like you know, when I first started hanging out with you and Little Ali, yes, you were bang into Reddit, and I, I was wasn't. Just, he was. He was. I've never been into Reddit. But um, how on did you not get chive off Reddit? Or am I just being an absolute like? No, no, I got chive off of Ali. He, maybe he got it off of there, oh, right? Aye, because I remember you were well, like such internet nerds, and that wasn't my world really. Yeah, like uh, my world was MSN and hot or not. Aye, you know, I, mean? I remember MSN. You know, that was... You're the, a tailender. Uh, MSN Messenger. Uh, I remember was, the birth of MSN. You'd, MSN Messenger we're talking about, yeah. Yes. So uh, you, you, you come home from school, right, and you've not spoken to any of the girls that you want to speak to in high school because who's got the courage to do that? So you go home and you go on MSN Messenger with all your friends and you add people via their emails and, and uh, everyone's got, like, different fonts of their names and there's always, like, My Chemical Romance mm-hmm. quotes and all their best friends right out there. And uh, conversation goes uh, the same every when, time. When the girls you like, what well, on? Let me ex, me ex last would come on. I was like, oh, there's drink treble C double stay single. I'm gonna chat to her. <laughs> oh, Wait, what no. was your name? Oh no, he has red hot ice queen. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> me too. They want me two favorites to chat to. Eh? Uh, no, but uh, were these people in your school, or are you just on no, chat? One, one, one of them was my ex last who I would try and booty call. Aye. So when she was on, like I was like, ooh, I might be able to get a lead. <laughs> booty call when? How old after, are you? After we broke up. How old are you here? How when old? You're on, M- on MSN Messenger. I still lived at my parents. Aye. So how 21? old were you? You were on MSN Messenger at 21. I mean, last was 17. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, I don't oh, know, because of course you're a generation above me. But for me, MSN Messenger is just such a, it's just such a teenage Angst. Oh, like, no, like, we, we were all out there trying to get laid. <laughs> Wait, that was your Tinder? <laughs> that was our Tinder. Really? I would Tinder for people you knew. You'd, oh. like, you'd get their fucking MSN when you're chatting about the bars and all that and chat to them. And if they didn't reply to you, fucking nudge them. Knock on the window. <laughs> you think you remember that gif? It was like you could make a oh, gif you... pop up that like actually knocked on that window. <laughs> oh, no. I saw, I saw a fucking uh, belt a tweet the other day that went, went viral again. If you, know what L- if you know what ASL means, how's your back? <laughs> <laughs> 
age, sex, location. Uh, yeah. uh, um, I. It's so funny that you just go before I start. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it the way. I'm not looking at you. Uh, I don't want to get in jail. Tell us how old you are. Straight off the bat. That's good. How uh, old are you? Right. What gender? No and homo. What gender are you? Right. And where do you live? Is it? Is it? Uh, how much petrol is do I need to put? Is there any point in this conversation? <laughs> Look straight at the bat. Is this conversation yeah. worth yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And after that, I'll work out whether you're interested. But first, we need to work out if I'm interested, <laughs> and if I am interested, whether I'm going to jail or not. Aye. I had entire, I had like an entire relationship on MSN Messenger. Like I remember, mm-hmm. uh, I, I got like semi catfished on it. I, I, like I ended up having like a really like in depth relationship with someone on text that we never met, and I just gathered that she didn't exist as, as who she said she was, oh, okay. and the pictures weren't real. But Aye. like I was chatting with her for a while. Like it didn't, it wasn't like a. a I, I didn't get catfished on the scheme of things. This would be like turning up to an AA meeting because I'm getting off cigarettes. Aye. It was like base level. I got duped by somebody, but I wasn't that emotionally invested in it. Mm. You but didn't tell me dick pics or anything? Nah. No. Nah. I've never, I've never been mad for dick pics. Like, I've, I've, sent, I've sent dick pics before when girls were like wanting insurance policies so that they would send booze. I'll do that. And yeah. I get that. Yeah. I understand that, but I've never been like thinking that they'd ever want to see it. <laughs> well, see, I I would normally have agreed with you there because, like, and I maybe this is just like a male perspective and a very like blinkered male perspective. Remember how I was that fucking rant I did where I was like, "Who wants to watch a man eating pussy in porn?" And everyone was like, "Well, it's not just for you. All those fucking Aye. you've got your own porn feminists enjoy it." Um, th- th- like I feel like there are. Like I, after speaking to Cara and with people in the past who have sent dick pics to, some girls are like, "Man, I love dicks." <laughs> like I think not only do I love dick, I like your dick. Of course, I want to see it. Like because to us, it's just like such a gross, weird protrusion uh, yeah. that we're ashamed of half uh, the time. Like women's bodies, and again, and again, maybe this is just a matter of perspective. But like I do, women's but they're just there's so much more to them. And uh, to look at, and like the like the the breasts are there, and they're either big and small, and all the carbs are there, and then you got you like, like and and the vagina's there, and it's, it's like hidden, but it's uh, not sometimes. It's te- whereas the dick's just like, are we? Hi-ya. Are we? Are we <laughs> Can uh, am I sexy? <laughs> like us? Do Come. I like? <laughs> Who wants to masturbate to me? <laughs> like, I can't shape, I can't shape. <laughs> like, this is it. Are we being straight supremacists here? Uh, like, by assuming that nobody wants to see a dick? Yes, we definitely you know, are. Like, I, I, I want to I see a dick, but, like, out of morbid curiosity. Like, if mm. Mark Nelson was there right now and he was going to get his cock do you uh. think I'd be like, oh, Mark, no, I'd be like, gang, just look. <laughs> Why am I still looking? <laughs> don't do that. Oh, don't. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, send us a pic. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, but, but I guess it makes sense because, look, as much as we're like, maybe girls feel that way. They're like, why do you find Fanny sexy? And we're like, because all the good bit of it's inside. It's a mystery. <laughs> like from the outside, it looks so small and this, but like the way it feels, it's just, how does it? The echo. It's a pocket of promise. How is this? <laughs> <laughs> How does this small, dainty thing on the outside make such good things Aye. happen? Um, and also, man, gays must love dick pics. Uh, you reckon? Because I... Yeah, oh, I mean, they definitely do. Mm-hmm. Like, un- like they definitely love cockpit. Man, they get... Th- man, gays get thirsty over, like, fucking... 
and not even just gays, women as well, straight women, get thirsty over, like, if you've got grey sweatpants on, like, they like the outline of the, if you can see the outline uh, of the bobby. Like, um, like uh, you're gig in Pittsburgh, you'd have them all slipping off the seat. <laughs> I was watching from the wings, I was like, you've probably got your cock Just uh, the way the light was hitting it. <laughs> uh, I didn't have that problem. I also posted... Same, same joggers, same lights, didn't have the problem. I posted a photo when we were in a... I think we were in San Francisco. I, I took a photo of me under a sign that said Pratt because I am hysterical. And I was in me, me, me trackies and I was, I was baked and God, I took a photo of it. And I just posted it. Just cause, and it was, man, I genuinely did it just because I looked like a Pratt. I had my backward baseball cap on, which I, and I don't wear hats. The only reason I was wearing a hat is because we'd done uh, the Orpheum and they'd given away free hats. Well, not given away free hats. They'd had an Orpheum hat with Daniel Sloss Tour show on it. And Aye. I just thought that was very, very cool. So I like, wore that, me trackies, and I'm smoking out of the thing. Take the photo, put it on Instagram, and it's very, I, I sincerely meant it as a look at the fucking state of me. Like, yes, I'm having fun, but I'm still objectively like a giant fucking loser who's just very lucky. And then and then I went back on like 25 minutes later and checked the comments and people were just putting in the aubergine emoji. And like, turns out you could see the outline of my ah, dick. Ah, you're thirst bitten. And I said to Cara, I'm like, I didn't know. And she was like, I know. <laughs> I knew when I took it. So, so do you think girls like the the hidden promise of dick rather than the actual full blown picture of the well, dick? Well, well maybe <laughs> there's literally two two women in the other room, and we're like, we could ask them, no, but no, no, we're just going to speculate. No, no, but they don't want. They only want to be on the Patreon podcasts. And uh, Karen's Cara uh, really liked the the feedback to the, that she got from the other one. So and even Natalie liked the feedback that she's got the confidence to come on at some point. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, Nat- Natalie listened to it. And she was like, I want to go on now. Good. Like yeah, right. she was like, "Oh, that's actually like uh, broke me fear of it." Listen to Cara on it. I do, I do. It wonder. added such good balance, didn't it? Having Cara on. Mm. Aye, I do wonder, women, right? So like the or and this goes out to gays as well. Any anyone that likes cock, right? Anyone that's a fan of cock, like if you like the outline of the of the of the cock, right? Uh, in the in the jeans, like. Do you is like part of it the mystery of like how big does that get or is it like when you see like a big one do you want it to like get bigger than that or you're like oh my god it's that big there that's part of it. like what's the because uh, I know big cocks are like no, not everyone likes big willies it's like the anticipation isn't it it's like you know horror movies where they don't just show you all of the action it's all about the suspense like uh, American Werewolf in London's more about the fucking worry of it happening uh, <laughs> the worry <laughs> the fact I'm calling it a horror story and saying worry yeah yeah, yeah. I feel like you've missed the <laughs> American worry story that's the um, yeah so it might be just the anticipation is way better than like you know when you get a horror that's just full go and you're like ah oh, that's just I don't, uh, need, I don't need to see that because well, I guess, because I, well, I mean, what's, what's the uh, men, men don't really like the mystery of it. The well, last is like body pics. Uh, well, not ours, but I reckon other ones. <laughs> Such a sad story, but yes, <laughs> like I reckon they like maybe they don't because like. I've definitely heard, like, some women, and they're real adamant. Also, we're, we're, just, we're totally generalising so many people at once. Like, everybody's, everybody's going to have their own... Yeah, but that's... Man, we're doing comedy. Like, anyone that's... This is the thing about comedy. Because you're making generalisations. You go, yeah, welcome to comedy. Mm. Because without making a generalisation, I can't make the punchline in the example I wish to make. Like, it's this uh-huh. This isn't a political speech. That I'm not running for office. I have to make generalisations. Uh, we're, we're gathering data and then, and then presenting data in specific ways. So that we can make a punchline off of it. We're misrepresenting or spinning it around. Um... Body pics. Oh, do, yeah. do you think that's a myth that, you know, how, like, 
you'll see some clickbaits about girls like dad bods and that. But I think it's method tall. Like, is, if we're talking about statistically, if you're going to generalise based on the highest number, do you think the majority of girls like a dad bod? Yep, 100%. Or do you think they'll just, like... They're, they're cool with a dad bod. They'd rather you just had a personality. They'd rather you were happy. They were rather that you had motivation in life and like yeah, you were caring and loving. And there's so many things that come before body that they'd much rather have a guy with a dad bod who's got all of those things and a fucking bimbo that's a bit of a selfish prick that's got a nice body, oh. right? But if they could have all of those things in a guy, plus he took care of himself. Um, I'm, man, do you I'm, think the do you think do you think the majority statistically the 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 mean average. Would yeah. prefer somebody that was just looked like the rock. No, no, I don't. No, oh, I, not quite the rock because maybe that's like a bit too far on the gauge. But you know, just somebody that. Um, no, man, I reckon they I like, re- like Mickey off snatch. No, I reckon they want fucking like Chris Pratt from the Parks and Rec days. This little tubby guy. Aye, handsome, handsome, ha- handsome, handsome before body. Nice, but I genuinely because man, I, look, I used to be in decent shape. You were in very good nick at one point, and you remember Natalie couldn't I'm, give a fucking shit aye, the shape you that, were. It was all for you. It was all for you. And man, I remember when I was going to the gym, right? And that was when I was shagging around a lot. It wasn't for them. That was for me to like, you aye. know. That, that that bothered me a little bit when I had onion. Oh, sorry, that, um, that bothered me a little bit when I because I, I got myself in ridiculous shape. Like it was fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Like it, do, it took too much to get there. Right? It was insustainable for a man in his thirties. Yeah, and uh, so she just wouldn't even glance up, and I'd be like, I'm wasted on her. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I I can I, I I like that. Look, I'm, I'm in. That's not why she got with me. <laughs> no, I, she got with me because I'm class crack. Sure, and that's what she looks up for. But was looks same? up for the banter. Aye, mm. for the quips, the puns, mm-hmm. the relentless jokes. Aye, they're having something to say for every every situation. Mm. I think Cara is no. I, I'm in the. I'm in not. I'm in the worst shape I've ever been in my life. And I'm. And I'm genuinely. Aye, fine but let's with be it. real. So is she. Aye, aye. Well, that's. So her thing is like I'm in the worst shape I am, and the reason I want to start such working. A horrible out, thing to say. That's why it's funny. I just yeah. want to make that clear. Uh, she's a fat cunt. There we go. Just in case anyone missed the previous episodes. Okay, uh, no, 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 no. I'll. I'll also not have fucking anyone there on the outside. Tell me what I meant by my actions and my yeah, words and what true. my relationship is. If you want to fucking project onto this, why don't you project her vomit your shit elsewhere, you fucking morons? I get and also, I, I don't think our fans do that. I think that was just you putting in yeah, an unnecessary caveat. She's a fat cunt because she's pregnant. Um, and she doesn't want me to, she doesn't want me to be, she's like, don't get into shape. And I'm like, I, ju- I would really like to, because I'm in dad mode now. Uh-huh. Like, I'm off booze, I'm off weed. Oh, yeah, how's that going? Uh, I mean, yesterday was a fucking challenge. Uh, that you'd done really well not to drink yesterday, and I was going to look out for you. You know, after you started drinking in the lounge, mm. um, I was I was ready to stop you. I was ready to give you a couple of slaps on the wrist, and then I was like, "But like, we could get round this by gun. This isn't the fucking. This is just a. It, it doesn't because I think the the whole key is if you could have one and then carry on going, then have it. Mm. And I would have had that conversation with you. No, if he can guarantee to me you can have this drink the day and then tomorrow's a new day or start on the first of the month, it was a false start. And if you could, if you were to me, like, nah, if I drink this, I'm fucking, I'm done. I wouldn't have, I would have. Booze, booze. I, I would have had your back. I was, I was ready for the conversation. I'm in control of booze. Uh, I'm objectively not in control of weed, and that's why that's why I've got to come off with. And and that's mm. my problem with booze is if I do have booze, I'll just go. Oh well, now I'll have a, I'll uh, have a, I'll have a spliff. And I felt really bad about last night. Sorry about last night. By the way, I was quite loud. Oh, you were in the house, and you Aye. had a text us saying shut the fuck up. Oh, please. 
And um, I did say please. You did say shut the fuck up, please. And you did text with both. Aye. But me and Colin were having a lovely time because I had like we both had a tough day, mm-hmm. right? But um, I I have tough days by. Like I talk about everything. If I've got a problem, I wear like I, I want to just thrash it out. I want to talk to every angle. I couldn't talk to you about it yesterday because you didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, no. You, you wanted to internalize it. You wanted to get mad at the people who it was because of. You didn't want to be appeased because you liked being in that pocket of anger because you had someone to point it at. Yeah, so and, uh, and also I don't want. I do not want to fucking calm down. If you have fucked mm-hmm. me over, if you have absolutely fucked over, uh, right. Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not calming down. These are the fucking consequences of your actions, and I'm. I am gonna fucking compress all of this hate into mm. a fucking diamond and tell you exactly how I fucking feel. Um, you you do not get to ignore my feelings and my emotions just because time has passed. Uh-huh. So, like, I yeah, and yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're not getting away with this. I'm no. making sure you don't, which means I'm gonna stay angry even if it hurts on the inside. Yeah, hundred percent. So, like, I've got this way of like when I'm when I'm in that pocket of having a shit time and I feel like the fucking world's on top of us, like. If I was being tortured, I'd laugh at myself for being tortured. Like, oh, look at me, get my nails pulled off. (laughs) (laughs) It's my way of processing stuff. And that wasn't washing with you yesterday. You didn't want anything to do with that. It was making me worse. So I just separated myself from you and just, like, watched me fucking stuff. And I still hadn't processed it because I don't process it by internalising. I just process it by externalising. And then last night he went to bed and I was like, oh, finally, I can just fucking talk freely about this. And I just started fucking offloading my day onto Cullen. And he was like class cracker about it and we're banter about it. And then he was like, shut the fuck up, please. And I felt so bad because I was like, if you're awake to the point that that's keeping you up, that means you should be down here and you're having a drink and you can't because you're off the drink. No. And I was like, I, ideally, in an ideal world, he would have fucking had a whiskey with her last night and had a bit of a spliff last night with her. No. And you didn't have that option of I, it's like a release valve. I didn't, I did not want to calm down. Uh, I was I was completely and utterly wholeheartedly fucked over by several people that were meant to have my best interests at heart, mm. and I do not want those feelings to go away because I do not want uh, them to be minimalised. I was actually texting uh, Neil about it uh, quite a bit yesterday because he he's wouldn't have happened if he was here. That's what I was saying to him, and all I was going because Neil is so fucking good at his job, man, Aye. and. And uh, I was texting him because even though I'm like I'm texting Natalie and we're in the uh, group chat with my mates and all that, right? Who are comics who understand what it's like to be on the road. He is the one person in the world who knows exactly what we've just went through, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he knows exactly what it's like to be on the floor, right? And I was saying to him yesterday, like we are conditioned to trust the process. So when we've got this fucking spreadsheet, if you've got to be here for then, you've got to be in Southampton for this Logan Air flight uh, thing, you've got a taxi to there, right? We just trust that process. When we get a Southampton and the flight hasn't existed since August and you're just like what the fuck do we do now and then like we have to get a taxi to a flight that we missed that's what a day is right ne- that wouldn't have happened under Neil nah. Neil would have realised that there was storm warnings and stuff right and he would have checked the flights just to make sure everything's going on time he would have he would have fucking checked us in the day before he would have checked us in the day before so what I was saying to him is we're conditioned to trust the process and he is part of the process, a massive part. He's the biggest part of the process for us. And if you take that away, but continue to trust the process, then you're trusting something that isn't there. Mm. Well, I mean, it's also, look, uh, let's not get into nah, it. Yeah, let's not get into it too much, but I, um, what, what got us on to talking about, Neil? Um, last night, you drinking too loud. Oh, uh, yeah, I, that was... I, I, and, and me sorry, being off the booze. Genuinely and, sorry about that, because that's not what you want when you've had a bad day and you're sober. Aye. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm very glad I went. I'm very glad I went to sleep because I, I was when I woke up this morning. I was still fucking angry. Uh, like uh, I didn't want to take it out on you. I was like, because I'm very aware that like when I internalize a fucking bad mood, mm. like I, I'm, I know I don't ever take out on Cara, and I'm like, right, do that. That thing you've got there, do that to everyone else. Try uh, not take out on everyone else. So. You were I have to be self sometimes because sometimes you take it out on me a little bit, like just with attitude, because yeah. the outward attitude, everyone's getting hit, right? And I'm like, oh, no, no, we're on the same team here. We're going through this together. Like, this isn't just a you against the world I, thing. But we're processing it differently. So differently. Very, very differently. I do not like, I, I don't like getting problems out there. Because you, I don't want to solve the problem with you because neither of us are the cause of the fucking problem. Mm -hmm. And venting just releases the steam. And sometimes it's important. It's not, I want the fucking anger in there so that I can be... As, as honest and as brutal to the people that fucked me over as I can be. I don't want any of that. I don't, I don't want to be able to laugh want, at it. You don't want any compassion. You don't want to humanise the people you're mad at at any point. Do you know point. what? For the past fucking 10 years, stuff like this has consistently fucking happened and mm. I've brushed it off and that's why it continuously and, happens. And, and you haven't really brushed it off. You've ended up in therapy because of it. Like you've, you've actually built yourself back up, not brushing it off. You've pieced yourself back together after yeah. it. Yeah. In and I'm at the uh, like, and in all honesty, like just with the way this tour has been organised this fucking year, I am very openly. I'm at the end of. I'm, I'm burnt out now. That's me completely and utterly burnt out. I'm going to uh, um, do and uh, and perform the sh most of the shows that I'm booked in to do. We are going to be rescheduling some of the shows. Uh, I'm sorry if that disappoints you, but it is it's for mental it's, health reasons. It's a, it's Fucking base, motherfucker. Celebrity base. <laughs> Mental health reasons can't be bad, motherfuckers. Um, uh, we're going to be rescheduling shows because if I do those shows, I will fucking kill myself. I will drink a bottle of whiskey on stage and I will just yell and cry and piss and moan because I have been overworked and yeah, I don't the, want to be overworked anymore. The, I product, the product's been recalled. That's what's happened. If if the gig's been cancelled, it's like a product faulty. You get a car and there's a technical difficulty that's causing the airbag to go off in the face of the customer. Right, mm. the product gets fucking recalled it gets fixed and it gets put back on the fucking production line the the product the product nearly to the point that it's broken that the gigs won't be to the best of our ability no because our ability is i, I do not i there's so many times during x i walked on stage and i fucking hated the audience for making me be there and i never ever and i made a vow after x that i never wanted to feel that way again now fortunately i'm at the moment where i don't but I now know my limits. I now know what I'm capable of. And some of the shows later on this year are going to be rescheduled for next year uh, because if you were to make me go ahead with them, I'm telling you right now, I would fucking despise you. And I would give you not a good performance. I would give you an angry performance. Not a funny Daniel Sloss angry rant performance. Like uh, I am bitter and jaded and I've lost my love of my favourite thing. Do you know... Um I posted the tour schedule like as we got back on it in Brighton, right? Like this is the run that we've got coming up. And uh, you know your uncle Scott's friend Mick, aye, um, uh, aye. So he, the Perth, he comes aye. to the gigs in Perth every year. Uh, he he spotted how fucked up the tour was, and that would get straight back on. It's it. amazing how and, we can notice it and the public can notice it, and but he, the people who are allegedly meant to have our best interests at heart and, and one of the largest touring companies in the entire world, who's meant to have our back, uh -huh. cannot see what literally everyone else can see. And he, he it's point, mind boggling. He pointed out on social media, like, do these people not care about you? Like, he no, fucking wrote no, they in the comments, not. and he didn't. He didn't see our. He didn't see our day yesterday. Mm, no, he didn't see. He Mick, I can objectively tell you, they don't. And uh, uh, I, th I thanked them for spotting me. 
Aye. I thanked them for noticing me. I was like, mate, thanks. Like, yeah. I appreciate that you spotted that. Yeah, they don't care. They say they care because that's what you're meant to say, to save face with your clients who are angry at you. But uh, not a single single part of this December tour was booked uh, with us in mind. I was saying, um, you know... I don't know how much of this fucking dirty laundry leg, but no, know, no, 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 no. The rest of it we'll do off fucking camera. Yeah, right? we've 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 done enough at this fucking point. Uh, you've still not answered my. Oh no, you have answered my question. You want to prick all of the American Airlines staff? Aye, and just like so, they slowly that, bleed to death. Are you staying there for it? I actually got humanity out of one last because it was like every stage of the way after you know we got because um, we haven't had done a podcast since our flight got cancelled uh, to come home. The worst. The, the absolute worst case fucking scenario in the world. The flight got cancelled to come home, and it it didn't get cancelled while we're in the hotel. It got cancelled while we were on the internal flight. And wh- I, I know at home you're like, why was the uh, flight cancelled? They never told us. Nah. They just decided. It was, they say it was a maintenance fault, but I can guarantee fucking to you, they didn't sell enough tickets. Didn't sell enough tickets, and American Airlines are heartless fucking bastards. So they were like, let's just merge today's flight onto tomorrow's flight. Yeah, they basically done that, didn't they? So it was yeah. twenty four hours later. We had to, had to have it, but um. No, but like we got off the plane from the internal flight, and nobody gave a fuck that our flight had been cancelled. Nobody was like, "Oh, let us fix that for you." Mm-hmm. We were we were treated like we'd made the mistake. Yeah, yeah, it was like, like we'd missed the flight, like as if we'd missed the flight or forgot our ticket or passport or something like that. They um, and I was trying to appeal for humanity at every step of the way. I was like trying to talk to them, like I mean, you can't. Well, this is the problem with 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 uh, and uh, and to be to be fair, it's not just American Airlines. American Airlines is one of the worst examples of it. But I was talking to Rue, and he was just like, "You have to understand, American customs service is some of the worst in the fucking world." And this is why you get because these are places that you're not getting a tip, so you see the true colours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they're not working for tips, they're not, and and they're they're just devoid of fucking yeah, the empathy. Ma- because the, mas- it's the mask doesn't just slip; it fucking hits the floor and they kick it across and show you their fucking face. Uh, it's uh, it's why I'll never fucking understand any American that's like, man, I fucking hate these like customer service things where they where they outsource all their guys to India. I don't want to speak to a guy in India. Why am I speaking to a guy in India? Because everyone in Connecticut is a fucking cunt. That's why the reason <laughs> the reason the reason the definitely wholesome place. No, 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 no. The reason America outsources customer service to India is because Indians are nice. Right, and don't get me wrong. It's also because it's cheaper labor, and, and capitalism is yeah, yeah. An, an inherently evil thing. Uh, but the Indians on the other, other line are just—they're friendly, they're nice, they're there to solve your problems. They, they can't they want give the you. Fe- a, they, want, they want the good feedback. They want the good feedback. They want the positive feedback. Whereas in American customers, they just could not give a fucking shit because every single American is the star of their own movie. And that's it. Because when you grow up in a in a in a country which is just that much of like anyone of you can be the president, anyone of you can be a fucking celebrity, and and, and it's all you know, uh, media be number one, all this fucking shit. It's it just breeds this level of mm. I'm the center of the fucking world. Everything I and everyone is a character. And if I'm mean to someone, that doesn't matter because the second they've also they've almost got what's the thing that babies object permanence. I don't think many Americans have object permanent. And that's the picky boo thing. Like, yeah. if there's something not in the field of vision, it's gone. It's gone, yeah, it yeah. It never yeah. exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Americans will just be like, 
the second a human beings out of my eye, they're dead. They're, they're, so I don't need to be nice to them because mm-hmm. they don't live. Because once they're Every, out of everyone's my an life, NCP. Yeah. Once they're, <laughs> they just stop rendering them once they go around the corner. NPC. Once somebody is no longer in my life, they're no longer a part- person. So there's no consequences. So why would I have to be nice mm-hmm. to them? I also uh, and obviously not you, American. No, 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 I did say on stage this year. Not you, Dad. I did say this year on stage. I was like, you know, Americans are really nice, and that's and I've always said Americans are really, really nice. I've always that's one of my favorite things about Americans is how friendly they are. And I'll be honest with you, this trip that fucking disappeared. Not a, like like it was doing wrong. There weren't there weren't there weren't nice Americans. But it's no. Are your fans a pocket of people like the? Because the, the, yep. they're so lovely, man. People were like bringing like thoughtful gifts oh, and really stuff nice. out. Yeah. Things we can travel with and like perishable the, stuff. There are like, nice Americans, it, but it, it's no longer the perishable norm. Perishable stuff being spliffs. Aye. And like stuff that you can, uh, like um, the, the knitted. The knitted Danielle, Peggy. The knitted uh, body warmer for Peggy. Peggy. Oh my fucking God. How fucking. Somebody made me a really, really cool uh, custom made uh, Dungeons and Dragon uh, DM box. Mm. And then somebody also made me like really cool. Uh, D&D dice with like my jokes uh, in the middle of, like, re, don't be wrong there are mil, literally millions he, of he, very he bought, nice Amy bought uh, Maddie's a pincer match like bought um, a, a pincer dog collar but it's I, I, I now no longer believe that the average American is nice. And actually speaking to so many Americans over there. Like so I, I just felt bad that the, the folk with that mentality are getting hit with the same broad stroke. And you're just like, oh, there's some actually really caring, loving people out there. But yeah, but, but these they, are the ones they, that, they, they, they don't like litter your day. No, no. They're, they're the, like, we've had to find them by having a platform and bringing them to us. They're and, not they're not you know, walking around the street Americans. And they're the ones that point out because they were the ones that, like... Americans after the show, the ones that become smoke splits with us, were like, we can't believe you think Americans are nice, Americans are assholes. And I was like, no, man, like, you guys are also friendly. And I was obviously just using them as an example because my impression of Americans They're, are... Them and waitresses who want money. Yeah, that's my impression of Americans <laughs> are my fans. <laughs> and that. So I'm like, all Americans are lovely and friendly. And then we got a brief view of what it was, what actual most Americans are like. And to any American that told me that I was full of shit for thinking all Americans were nice. I apologise. You were right. <laughs> I, that was a, that was an incorrect generalisation for me to make. A harmful generalisation for me to make. Not all Americans are nice. Many of them are. Probably a hundred million of them, yep. which is a lot. But uh, unfortunately, there's three hundred million of them altogether. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad stuff. Uh, I found as well that you know, we, I mean, we've we've been on the uh, UK tour for three three days now, and we've only done one gig. But in that one gig, because uh, because of all the fuck ups, uh, in that one gig in Brighton, I felt a little bit refreshed by because as much as I love the American audiences, they were good for the ego. Just say. It was nice to perform to a real audience again. They, they knew how to be an audience. Just say it was nice to perform to a real audience no, again. Because That's what you mean. Yeah, it's not. It look. It's. It was nice to gig to yeah, a real audience again in America. It was like having a thousand hype men. You couldn't see your age without them cheering your age. So I uh, yeah I'm I'm uh, I'm thirty one. Thirty-one, yeah, thirty-one. <laughs> shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Was, shut the fuck up! And then shut I was the putting f- ketchup on my chips. And they're like, I've had a ketchup. Oh, I've had a ketchup. But why are you putting them on chips? You made the excellent point. <laughs> uh, America does not allow 
for pregnant pauses mm-hmm. at all. Which is why, man, which is why I could never have filmed X in America mm-hmm. at all. Man, I could barely get through fucking X in Boston because when you're trying to fucking build this tension in an audience of of like, you know, he we've we've been laughing for a bit and now we're going on to like a serious bit and you don't know where the next punchline's coming from. The power and the fucking skill comes from keeping that silence there. But because Americans are so terrified of being alone with their own thoughts. You got a bigger. <laughs> I've been trying to get rid of it now. On the sly. I can feel it. Uh, because... Didn't eat it. There was somewhere to put it. Uh, I I just think they just cannot be... In those moments when you're like building tensions, like British people will just sit there and be like, oh, oh God, like, where's this going? Aussies will be like, oh, my... What's he going to... Anyone else? Whereas Americans are like, there's silence. That can't be a good thing. I'll... Yeah! yeah! Woo! Please, please, and I, I, I beg you, I beg you, if in America, if you come to my shows in the future, if you see anyone whooping or near you or friend, please stop them. Please, don't be rude about it, but just go, just so you know, it's a- I listen to his podcast and he objectively fucking despises when people uh, woo. It's the, it's the rudest thing. You know it's the most it's disruptive thing. So please, please police it. If you're ever my show in America and somebody ruins, politely turn around and go, just to let you know, he hates that so much. And he a, won't say it because he's too polite, but he fucking hates it. It's a conscious noise, that's why. It's a, it's not an involuntary noise. Yes. You know, like the inf- involuntary, la- like laughter is like the audible expression of joyousness that comes from the overload of endorphins that you've triggered in the brain. Yeah. Right. And, and and sometimes if that gets too much, you need to do something with the rest of your body and your hands start clapping because it's overflowed. Yeah. Right. And the, I feel like the, the clapping and the laughing is like this involuntary response. So that means the person's completely relaxed into your company and they're letting you take them on a journey. Mm-hmm. And in, in anything that's more than that, like the whooping or heckling or anything, that's a, a conscious decision that isn't nat- a natural reaction right. to uh, what you're doing. It's just and it, 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 fucking rude. It feels fake. It is fake. <laughs> it feels fake. And, and as I was saying, it's good for your ego that, like, yeah, like it's like it's the stripper pretending the fancy. <laughs> so, so if you suspend your disbelief, you're fucking going to have a belt that time in America whacking on the stage six inches off the air while they're whooping at you and all that. Which but, is why so many pesh American comedians think they're class. Mm-hmm. Aye. Right. The yeah. reason Joe Rogan <laughs> thinks he's good at comedy it's is he can because Joe Rogan... Because yeah. they, it's not making them laugh. You guarantee they're not laughing Aye. there. You guarantee they're not overloaded with endorphins and laughing, but they will whoop. Mm. I'd fucking love... More than anything, to see Joe Rogan play at the Edinburgh Festival, <laughs> <laughs> I would love. Like, do it. I say, yeah, right. He'd get the McEwen Hall and he'd bring all the rang sorts into Edinburgh, and then they'd overflow into the fucking rest of the gigs. No, you no, know, no, no, no. You, you, you'd, you'd end up with fucking he'd, like, he'd bring Nick Helm playing with a bunch of Joe Rogan fans, and I'd spoil he'd, his gig. He'd bring it. He'd, he'd bring in his own audience, but again, he would bring in his own. British version of that audience, and even the, the British version of his audience doesn't exist. There's no whoopers in Britain. Those don't exist, right? Mm. And even even like the fucking dregs of our society here know how to react to the game. Know how to react to that. Well, that's not true. Fucking nah. Kevin Bridges fans are the worst. Ah, uh, they want to be spotted. They want to be seen by him. And they're in the room Bridges, with ten thousand people. Kevin Bridges announced his like his first tour in like so long. Yes, and I'm I'm and we've got friends. Uh, Gareth Wassall at the stand the other week, and we're just like, man, his oh. new material is fucking phenomenal. Okay. I'm re- I really want to see Kevin live because I think Kevin's one of the. It, the best place to see him live is when he's trying new material at the yeah. stand. Like, I, I want to see... When, it, when it's a hot ticket, not when it's the... Uh, Man, if seeing Kevin live in in, in a in an auditorium or a, the arena is 
horrific because his fans are just, not all of them, but 5% of them are scum of the fucking earth who have never been in a live show in their life and they just want to make it and they get too drunk, they get fucking coked up, they take fucking ecstasy. I think they're at the darts. Aye, aye. And, they, and, and, and man, I've heard so many stories of Kevin having to go off fucking stage. And, it, and I, I can't imagine, like, if I get annoyed at whoopers, I can't imagine what it's like to be Kev up on stage. Aye. Just Wait, going, I think shut plays, the fuck up. Because he plays such big gigs and stuff, I reckon they get drowned out. I think it's more annoying for the people that are sat next to them. Uh, 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 he, man, he, he's walked off stage several times at loads of gigs and like on his last tour because of his audience. Just would not shut the fucking fuck up. Did I tell you I had a couple of pints with him the other day? No. Oh, you did, I? Was, uh, I was at the uh, Kelvin Grove Cafe, just because it, it was class because we were meeting up with one of Natalie's pals, who's, um, she works at Secret Escapes, her old job, and um, she'd come up just to get away from London, you know, I just fucking need to get out of London, I'd spend some time in Edinburgh, I'd come through to do to do the Billy Connolly like, tour of the murals, I didn't mm-hmm. even know they were there, but there's loads of artwork of Billy Connolly, she's a big comedy fan, and then she'd come and have Murals. Drink. Murals? That's yeah. a Muriel. Yeah, that's an old lady. That's an old lady's name. <laughs> Muriel's wedding. <laughs> Muriel. Muriel. There's a question for you. When do you reckon the last Muriel was born? Nobody's bringing Muriel back. Nah. No, that's the not hipster, true. It could be a bit of a hipster nah. name, couldn't it? Yeah, Tory hipsters. You think so? Yeah. This is Muriel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like fucking... Aye. People that live in, like... People that go to the Henley Regatta. Aye. Aye. Um... So I were having a paint uh, with her, just a couple of hours having an old-fashioned. Uh-huh. <laughs> old-fashioned man or woman? Oh, that was funniest. We've told that story enough, haven't we? Aye. Do we need to tell it again? Nope. Um, then Kev came in with his dog and his Ben, and Peggy was there, and the fucking dog started playing with each other, and I was chatting to Kev, and he went and sat doing our thing, and he just he just come out, and just went, just want to come have a paint with us. And I uh, went and chatted to them, and it was belt off for Natalie's pal, because, like, that was just class for it's her. Kevin Bridges. Like, for, for me, it was a catch up with a maid. Aye. But for for her, it was just like fucking wide eyed. Like this is class. <laughs> my point originally. So even if even if all the Kevin Bridges, I, I don't think there will be much of a crossover between Bridges and Joe Rogan. Maybe there'll be. Joe Rogan would still be found out, man. Mm. He'd still be found out. Like even if he'd done the fringe. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think I think uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think he could put on. A show in each town and get the right audience. Yeah, yeah man, he'd get his USC fans. He, yeah, he'd, he'd fucking sell it. Man, he, he, but if he was to do a run of shows for thirty days to comedy fans, poo poo, stinky poo poo. It's gonna be one or two of them gigs where he looks at himself. Mm. Oh no, I don't think. I don't think he's capable of self-reflection. He's not. He's not a man who looks at a mirror. We, we need to have like a button now for the fucking Danny hates Joe Rogan section. Fucking despise him so <laughs> much. It's been three podcasts now. I fucking hate him. I fucking hate him. He's just such a thick, unfunny cunt. I'm gonna um, bring back Muggle Corner to put myself in it by saying. He lives rent-free in your head. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he lives rent-free in your he head. He does. But that is one of the most muggle corner comments Aye. in the entire world. I don't want him to, but I just keep... Man, like, I turned off... I stopped watching the news last year. I came off of Twitter last year and Facebook and everything. Just because, man, I, I know I get easily wound up, right? And, mm. and and it's on me. Like, at one point, I just have to admit and be like, look, is the world annoying or do I just get annoyed? Like, what's... And realistically... It's me. I get annoyed by things, so I'm just going to try and be less annoyed by things. I'm going to remove these things. Like I thought the news was going to make me smarter. It didn't. It made me angrier and more scared. I thought Twitter would allow me to stay in contact with my fans and people I like. It didn't. It made me angry and scared. What's this? That's is that my phone? phone. Oh, sorry. Unfucking professional piece of shit. 
ring you, I'll ring you back, Dean. Dean and I and I are um, listening. So I'll have already spoken to you by the time you listen to that. I'm not ignoring you. I've completely forgotten my point. Um, it was from Renfrey in the head. To, oh, you stopped watching the news. Oh yeah, stop watching. Stop, the, le- yeah, stop reading social media. Uh, but for some fucking reason, I just still keep he- hearing about Joe Rogan. And don't get me wrong, I think, uh, why was it? I think Joe Rogan is often fucking misrepresented in the media. Like, people will do what I fucking hate people doing in comics. Out of context. Out of, of context, podcast. tiny little 30 second clip of Joe Rogan saying that, and that's never fair. I'll like splice together bits of him. Um, yeah. Like, do so. like, oh, oh, if anybody took a real fucking. Uh, like a real vitriolic dislike to us that could stitch together some wank from this yes, podcast. Yes, of course. And that's what many people have done is to misrepresent. Joe Rogan is a smart man. He is a brilliant uh, interviewer. His knowledge of the UFC is a great UFC commentator right. of all time. Treading old ground. Aye. I'm just saying, like, Aye. What, what, we've done this. Have we? Like, <laughs> I just, I'm so sick of... Of just seeing him being like, and now he's got Alex Jones back of the, and here's Ben Shapiro, and you're like, oh. Wait, we've, got to, we've got to get off this, mate. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be proactive and just scan. This is the third time we've had this conversation in three podcasts. Fine. I just, I wish I could stop saying him. <laughs> um, it's also because Elliot's a fan, and I, I respect Elliot so much as a comedian. Apart from that, mm-hmm. it's very hard to explain. I'm like Elliot, you've been a better stand-up than Joe Rogan since you were 19 years old. Aye. <laughs> um. To change the subject, let's talk about uh, how did you enjoy getting home, even though it was for a couple of days. Did you like being back? Aye. Did mm-hmm. uh, what was the um, what was Ray and Cara like for their reunion? Uh, well, so Ray, the longest Ray's ever gone without Cara, apart from before she knew Cara existed. But once mm-hmm. Cara came into her life, Ray suddenly was aware that she was actually a goddess who was. Uh, worthy of all praise all the time and uh, me and Cullen don't give Ray as, n- as much attention as Cara think Ray needs um, so Ray was bless Cullen, he was giving her, her daily really ups- updates on what she was up to uh, and then we sort of came back and she was just, she'd been with Cullen, she'd been sleeping with him the entire time. And we go back, and Ray doesn't give a fuck that I leave. I'm in and out all the time. I am just like, I'm somebody that's occasionally in the house that's really good at stroking, that will feed her. Mm-hmm. But if I disappear, all right, he's dead. Yeah, you're just like another cat. Aye, yes. <laughs> A hundred percent. Another cat, but a cat that she likes. Mm-hmm. And she was very excited when I came back. The morning I came downstairs, she was like, oh, we do the couch thing every morning, which is I come down, have my breakfast, and then I'll lie on the couch. And I'm always like, just read for 45 minutes at the start of your day. Because that way you've read for 45 minutes. Yeah. And then, hey, I'm smart. Or at least I feel smart. Yeah, you start your day. It's a, a good uh, good habit to get into reading before you touch your phone. Aye, That's aye, how aye. I spent a lot of lockdown when I was on a mental health offensive to just try and fucking keep the water from taking the boat under. Aye. The first start of the day, I was reading a chapter of the book before you even get your phone. So she'd jump up and she's lying down beside me. She's like, this is great. Um, we come in. She is very angry at Kat. Like, Kara goes to pick her up. And, like, Ray loves being picked up because it makes her feel like a human being. And she's at eye level. Didn't like being picked up. Ran away from uh, Kara. And then 
when me and Carol sat on the couch, made a real fucking point to go and lie with Cullen, which she never does. Like, the whole thing is just always go to Cara. I find this hysterical. Ray forgives me instantly because I've not slighted her. I haven't betrayed her by leaving. I always leave. Yeah. Um, but then it's also... not out the normal. So, so, so uh, do you think Ray held a bit of a grudge? Like, fucking leave me. Well, yeah, but she could only keep the grudge going for so long because me and Cullen will never give her the attention that she wants. So is, is this a real thing or is this projected upon? Is this humans putting their own emotions Oh, definitely on, like, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely So if, if the cat wanders off, mm. Car- Car- the cat was just always going to wander off whether she'd left or not, but now she's like, oh, you're wandering off because I left you. No, 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 I will... S- no, uh, there is... Consi- like when when Cara comes back from, like, a day away from the shops, Ray will run to her. Like, Ray's always happy to see Cara. And if Cara gets up from the couch and walks away, Ray will follow her. Like, she's, she's Cara's shadow. And when she came back, she was... Man, normally she comes upstairs and sleeps with us, and every morning Cara goes downstairs. And if Ray hasn't slept with us, she'll be down just on the bench in the in the living room, and then she'll run to get fed by Cara. Mm-hmm. Day one that we come back, Ray hasn't come up during the night, and we go downstairs, and she's not there. And like Cara is just a whole. The systems have changed. Yeah, and she's yelling down. She's like. Ray, because she knows she's in Colin's room. And Cara Ray, just wants a routine back. Aye. She's like, I just want my cat to be. Ray's not coming upstairs, <laughs> and the reason she's not. And, and so we were. Colin eventually comes up because uh, Cara's just yelling for the cat to come upstairs. And we're like, Oh, has she been with you all night? And he's like, No, no, she came down at half seven, which is the time when Cara normally goes down. So Ray knew Cara was going to come downstairs. And and she's like, I'm not going to be here for nah, this. No, nah, fuck you, aren't it? Wow. Aye. Peggy, do the same. Hello, I, I, lo- I love Ray. Just before getting on to Peggy, I love Ray. How like because she remembers me as well. I've lived, I've known her for fucking years, six years maybe. Aye. And um, oh, five or four actually. Because I think like, yeah, this is Goscoop. Yeah. And then um, in your previous accommodation, uh, then she comes, she she spots it, she gets up, she walks over, but not all the way over. <laughs> <laughs> she comes up, walks up, and went do the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to maintain some dignity here. Aye. Peggy had no dignity. None. (laughs) Peggy fucking launched herself at us. It actually she launched herself at uh, you and Cara as well. Like she Mm -hmm. remembered remembered you too. Not quite. Not quite as dramatically, but still. um, It was. It was nice to see that she remembered you. Aye. And she was happy to see us. And she tried to give Ray the same treatment as well, but like held her back. Aye. (laughs) Like that would not be well received. I've never seen. I don't think Ray's ever got her claws out, but. She's she's slapped. Yeah, she'll slap. But if uh, but Peggy it doesn't well, seem like Pe- somebody that's going to be Peggy's getting bigger now as well, so it's a bit more problematic. Like it was bigger. And now uh, she's still <laughs> tiny. Like my first thing was just like, look how big she is, and then you see her in comparison to like when Bridges brought his Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, still a tiny dog. And I'm like, guy, I've still got a little. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to be able to spin me way out of this one. <laughs> um, <sighs> But I, uh, she's just has been lovely. It's just been class, and um, just fucking threw herself at us, mm. and just wouldn't stop. She was just like fucking. I thought I thought she was gonna hurt herself. Aye. I put if, if anyone's on social media, I think I can see it on my Instagram and that. Um, put it on before we go. Uh, I know we finished the American podcasts uh, a while ago, but generally, to everyone that came out to the shows in America, it was such a phenomenal mm-hmm. tour. 
Uh, like as, as much as we'll slag off your country and your yeah. people and all that, fucking what a belt that time we had. Yeah, like, uh, uh, yeah, and, and you know it always comes from just a place of we've just been there too much and we're tired. It was so fucking good. Uh, there was there wasn't a single fucking bad gig. Uh, there wasn't a bad crowd. There was yeah. a couple of bad experiences, but that was just like traveling and that and that, that happens yeah, in the in the, the job. And thank you for letting me vent about bad experiences because that's what I love about this podcast is we're like we're we're living this fucking weird life. It's it, it's an extraordinary life that we're living, and we get we're very to, lucky. We get to open the window into our world twice a week for an hour. And just take you with us and share our experiences with you. And even if that is us fucking whinging about stuff, like thanks for letting me vent. Aye, um, and uh, and then also, I mean, and if it's not for you, fully fair enough. I mean, we do numbers yeah. fluctuate on this fucking piece of shit. Nice. Oh, uh, also, just uh, just as a friendly thing, uh, as a um, plug for another podcast, uh, what's upset you now with Paul McCaffrey and Sean Walsh is uh, brilliant. It's they they've basically done the concept of the podcast or what I think what they were trying to do which was you know the conversations you have down with your mates down at the pubs they're uh-huh. like it's a window into that so what they do is they record a 25 minute podcast with you where they're just like what's upset you now and you just rant with them and you complain and then the whole podcast is 15 minutes long they just say like 15 minutes there's no intro there's no outro there's just you tune in halfway through us complaining about things uh, so at the start the conversation then press record mid conversation so that no, 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 no. you record for 25 and they'll pick 15 out of that essentially ah such so a short yeah and it's, it's a great short t- so, it's, so if you, like, you know how podcasts are traditionally like an hour long yeah. Maybe your commute isn't an hour long. Mm-hmm. If you want a lovely fucking 50-minute podcast for, like, cooking, cleaning, uh, yeah. it's so funny. Their guests are amazing. They've had, like, Stuart Lee and Tom and that Allen. that means and it's, like, a, it's a surmountable task to backdate it. Yes. To aye. listen back through it. Aye. Oh, but they've only got, like, three seasons out, so I pro- I'm an eye Really? Consu- that means you can get up to speed? Aye. Uh, I, and I, I, the reason I bring it up is because I was lucky enough to get to go on it earlier on today. And we had such a good fucking laugh. And what was your um, argument that you went over? Uh, I was uh, hotel breakfasts, ho- hotel staff that come in uh, before I've checked out, yeah. uh, and and little cups of uh, you know the little fucking glasses you get hotel breakfasts. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and some other stuff. Go listen to it. It'll be, it'll be out. It'll be out soon. So um, like more grapes. Aye, and just rants. Um, We've got some shows coming up, uh, and obviously there will be some shows being rescheduled. I appreciate your understanding, and if you don't understand, tough. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. And, Aye, and it's not it's for my mental health, base motherfucker. It's not, for my mental health, it's not us. It's like it, this. This shitty thing happens where, like, if anything needs to be changed or moved, it looks like we've let our fans down. And that's the way when it's actually it. that's when the way it's actually somebody it. that you've never seen in your life and wouldn't recognise if you walk past them in the street. That's let you down. Yeah. Not they've us. just gone. Yeah, they've just yeah. gone like uh, you, you can be the face of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what they do. They, they go, but imagine how much you're going to let down your fans. I'm not letting down my fans. You're letting down my fans because you booked a bad tour. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably fucking even get a slap on the wrist for being authentic right now and talking about it. Couldn't give a shit. Couldn't give a fucking shit. Fire me. 